androgynous, having the characteristics or nature of both male and female. For the next several minutes, relax and retool your mind to take in the androgynous energy. Now, your hosts, Coach Linnell and Coach Jarvis. Welcome, Coach welcome. Jackson. Welcome. You know what? We're going to dive into um, something that I I received a text. It said, we're talking black men in a relationship with their mothers. Yes. Yes. That's definitely something. Actually, I saw something earlier, which I won't reference. Pause, because I don't want to date. But yeah, the um, men and their mothers, that relationship is pretty intense. And if you're a mother and you haven't raised a son, it's so different from raising a daughter. Um, And I just want to know, like, I want to hear from you all the type of relationships you have with your moms. And for me as a woman, when seeking a partner, it's important that he has a solid relationship with his mother because how a man treats his mother definitely determines how he treats the woman that he's going to partner with. So just wanted to get some idea on how you all have been working through um, having your mom in your life at the time you had her, if she's not no longer present, as I know for Coach Jackson, and um, having your mom present, mm-hmm. you know, and what that was like growing up for you. Different growing up than it is now. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, growing up, it was a little different. I was grown early. Oh, so you had the battles. Yeah. Mom was trying to keep you in check. Yeah, impossible. <laughs> I was impossible. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me, Rob? It's like he he over there laughing like the way you are now. Yes. Right, he's like yeah. a different yeah. level of impossible yeah. now. Yeah, a different level. Of, <laughs> yes, I was impossible. Yeah, but but you know, um, Mom Duke's a real. She's a real OG. She's even in the family right now. She's Big Mama. She's mm-hmm. the oldest, so she's like Big Mama in the family, but. Yeah, she's well respected by me. She doesn't have to raise her voice. She doesn't have to do, give me a certain look, and that's just out of pure respect, you know, for right. her being my mom. But that's the evolution of yeah. the relationship. Yeah, that's the evolution of it. But even even such, if she if she pulled up on the block and told me to come to the house, and she really meant it, I go. Well, that's good. Yeah, I go. She didn't, she didn't get go. none of that. I might leave back. again. Right. But I go. Yeah, but I go. I go. That's yeah. good. Yeah. That means you had a pretty decent, healthy um, relationship with your mom. No. And yes. Yeah. It was distant. <laughs> no and, and yes. Yes, no and yes, because <clears throat> we wasn't in each other's presence to, like, cultivate anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, like, distant. I was with grandma. Yeah. You know what I mean? That makes a difference. I, yeah. I was at grandma's house. Mm-hmm. And grandma was mama. Right. You know how it go. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Grandmama was mama, so but it was no rift between and mama. Sure. But can't can't be grandma. Grandma <laughs> grandma the real big mama, you yeah, know. Yeah, grandma the real she, big mama. You can't in charge of it all. Don't play well. Yeah. So but yeah. So it really wasn't until I got into situations and circumstances 
Mm-hmm. Where the real ones had to stand up for me, and she was one of the ones who always did, without shadow of a doubt. That's beautiful. And that's just beyond just a mother and the son connection. That's just that's her interior, mm-hmm. who she is as a person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I see where I get it from. I say that much. Yeah, you got it honest. Well, I got it honest. Yeah, it didn't skip by me none. And you know, even even speaking on just relationships with like your parents, period, I think we have to start a conversation where we got to try to get our parents to understand that it's okay to talk to us about certain things because then and only then can we kind of evolve because we never really heard them out. No, well, they didn't express much to us. They didn't nah. share much with us. Generation, or that generation They didn't know to how us. to. Exactly. You know what I mean? It wasn't normal. It was the all. children go over there in the corner, mm-hmm. you know, and the adults can have their conversation. It was never intermingled the way we do. I was the child that wasn't in the corner and that was in their conversation. Oh, see. Yeah. <laughs> see. Yeah, all up in grown folks' business. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> yes. Impossible. At the gambling table. Yes. Yes. See. Me. Mm-mm-mm. But it but it but it taught me a lot um about being a young man, eye contact, body language. You know what I mean? How to hold him and to fold him in a card game, how to how to cheat, how to tap feet, how to stack cards. It's a lot of different it's a lot of different um life skills you can get growing up being impossible. Mhm. And there's a couple of things I that would call it, let's call it limitless. Yeah, limitless. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. You didn't want those limits placed on you. There's <clears throat> nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. And that, I think that that just came from me coming up just thinking different. I question everything. My father's a pastor. I question that. Yeah. You know, how did you get to be a pastor? You used to take me and we used to get used to get drunk up. I don't <laughs> You got you to gotta explain stuff to me. Bro. Right. Break it down. Help yeah, I was the, I think I was the first one of our kind that kind of veered off mm-hmm. and broke the mold limitless it's yeah. the limitless thing. yeah yeah and now you know now relationship like mom is probably best friend mm-hmm. call her and we talk like brother and sister yeah yeah that type of relationship it so. evolves to like kind of a peer type situation yeah. over time so yeah okay we got our own little rhythmic vibe that's beautiful mm. i'm happy to hear about all those healthy relationships and Coach Jackson. <laughs> you want to talk about how your relationship is was with your mom? I will. Um, this will probably be interesting for me, and it'll be your first time hearing it too, Robert. For me personally, I started off with my mom being almost like my twin. Mm. So we same mannerisms, same. <laughs> laugh, same jokes, same sense of humor. I look like her a lot. Older I get, it's just it started out with us being so much best friends and me defending my mom so much. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be real, it got to a point where I wanted to go home. I wanted to go be with my dad for a while, but I didn't have an honest way. Of verbally saying that as a child healthy sure. In a healthy way So I expressed that And 
emotional reaction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, my mom felt as though she <coughs> was a little too much. I'm be real. You know, it's my first time I actually like take accountability for it and remembering actually my part. Yeah. And I didn't make it no easier. So my grandpa died, and she took me back to Philly. And from there, unfortunately, she did not come to get me. And that's something that Robert, I held from him most of my life. Yeah. Until later on in life. So I defended my mom, regardless. And I tried to not face it. I tried to act like it didn't exist. Mm -hmm. And then every Mother's Day, I feel it. And then every single time somebody say something about my mom, I feel it. And then... I started to realize what accountability really is because I'm not being accountable for my own feelings. You know? Right. Uh-huh. It's important. Very it's, important. And then years go on and, you know, I'm just, I'm starting to realize as years go on, something right. Mm-hmm. So it got to a point where, you know, me and my dad start coming to blows because he was raised, mm-hmm. got raised by a man. And, Eventually, he had to tell me the truth of what happened. And to that day, I was defending my mom, and I had to stop on that day as an 18-year-old. And I went through a phase through my whole college years where I had to really sit there and look at the reality. Like, Mom, what are you, what are you really doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what is really going on here? Because it would hurt me to find out that maybe just maybe the reality I thought I was wasn't it, you know? Right. Did she ever give you... You know, have that conversation with you to say this is what <clears throat> and this is why uh, to help you have a better understanding of what why she took some of the steps she took at the time. Uh, I'm glad you asked that. I'm gonna say straight up no. Okay. I'm gonna say straight up no, and I'm gonna tell you I need the closure. Mm-hmm. They said, you know, if you do, you do. You don't, you don't. But right. I had to remember at the beginning of the day, I defend her. It. And, and like when I really sat there, I thought about it. it. Never really mattered if you did or didn't. I forgive you, because right. if I didn't forgive you, you know. Yeah. And that's one thing. Like I knew for myself. Like anybody that knows me, you gonna know if I don't forgive you. So it just was for me to accept it for myself. Yeah, forgiveness is for you at the end of the day, right? So you don't hold that energy and harbor uh, resentment in spaces where you don't have a full understanding. Exactly. Yeah. And so fast forward to crazy 2014 we both get diagnosed at the same time mm-hmm. the day after i get diagnosed for schizophrenia two days after they catch the breast cancer mm. and she would have died so if i didn't say mom something's wrong with me she wouldn't have checked up on herself even yeah and she told me that she always said thank you because if i didn't take the time to say something about self-care like you know, which is something we're not known for doing. Yeah. Like you said, breaking the mold. Culturally. Mm-hmm. You got to break that mold. Absolutely. Facts. And that's when we started breaking the mold for breast cancer, and I started building yeah. the relationship back. That's and beautiful. Then, you had to keep it real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had a hard conversation. And I'll be honest, I did not. I don't think I realized how much I loved my mama until I felt her soul leave her body. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I realized just <coughs> cherish the ones you love in the moment a little bit more. Even if you think you did. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? No, totally agree with you on that. Absolutely. Uh, 
But now we're in a better place now. So I feel like this is exactly the way I wanted it to be now. Because I said it when she was alive. I was like, the only way you're going to know exactly how me and Robert and everybody else feel is if you see it from the other side. Yeah. Facts. Crystal clear picture on that side Crystal with all clear. the details and background, yeah. everything behind the curtain. I mean, there's mm. nothing that's not revealed. And that's the beautiful thing about spirit. You know, we're infinite and it doesn't end from the physical side. It just expands. Exactly. In the Fair. spiritual side, so that's that's a beautiful thing. I'm glad that you had an opportunity to at least forgive mm-hmm. while she was present. Exactly. You know, that's a beautiful thing because then she could feel that shift of energy mm-hmm. and allow you guys to be a bit closer through yeah. that process. And I didn't need closure. That yeah. was the best part for me. Yeah. I didn't need any closure. That's a good thing. So it was it was cool. Like you saw you saw my energy towards mm-hmm. it. The more progressively it got, the more I, I just became upset, ex, ups, accepting that this is just what needed to happen. Yeah. And, you know, um, thank you both for sharing. Um, thank you for being open about this conversation. I, I just I watched something earlier today, and it was a mom and son. And um, he's married with children now. And he sat across from his mom and explained to her how the lifestyle that she lived, that he obviously was a part of, affected him so deeply this you know grown man husband father is now like and and inevitably from that experience with his mom the wife he chose was just as emotionally disconnected Mm -hmm. as his mom Mm -hmm. so he's addressing his mom and he's having this moment about how how he was living and how what he had to see and like mom did you ever ask me like how did i feel and how was that affecting me um, and she probably wasn't because being a mom in the moment, if she was single at the time, trying to manage taking care of her children and making sure they're okay, she probably didn't think about it. Um, but inevitably, it affected him. You know, he's emotionally disconnected, and then he has a wife that's not emotionally connected. So it's that safe space that men yeah. need to express their emotions and feelings without judgment. You know, and actually being heard, not speaking to so, so that someone can respond. You know, it's like, no, I want to hear and understand where you're coming from and create a space where it can be talked about. Because sometimes you don't get the opportunity you did to move through to forgiveness and then move into a different space. Um, some people don't get that opportunity. And I think um, it's detrimental. You know, you you get one mom, one dad, and it doesn't always shake out like we want it to. We don't. Our parents oh, no, don't yeah. always. Yeah. We all, I swear, we all feel like they could have done something different or oh, done this better or did this. Or took me here or yeah. showed me this. You know, but the tools in their box. You know, somebody somebody's box is this big. Yeah, I can't see me, but yeah. <laughs> I'm somebody's about she box diagram that whole joint. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Somebody, she had she diagramming that whole thing. so you know the box of tools gets bigger yeah. as the generations grow and we add more tools for the next generation to add right. into how we deal with our children I think it's so important um, to touch into this space and a lot of men don't go for like self care and healing and yeah. especially in our culture and we now we get to see how that affects us in the world, right? We look, if we go on social media, go on TV, someone from our community, there's been an incident, and there's some mental health piece in there that hasn't mm-hmm. been addressed right. or someone's not aware of. And then, so now someone is reactive because of something that's actually going on with them, not because 
we're just angry people. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's it's like let's get to the core of what's actually going on with um the men in our world and our lives, Straight young up. and old, and help them find a way. There is no space. Yeah. At all. For you to shed a tear without judgment. Right. It's mm-hmm. not fair. We're all human beings. Thanks. We all have the same things except for when you talk about physically, but mm-hmm. <laughs> emotions and you know, <laughs> spirit, emotion, physical. We ha- all have these things that we need. We need love. We need unconditional love. We need support. We need mm-hmm. listening ear. We need we need to know that people actually care mm-hmm. and that you actually hear what I'm saying. Not right. uh, you're talking to me and I don't hear. It. And yeah. now I can't even, uh, I have no uh, comprehension of what you just said because you weren't listening. Conversation without comprehension. Useless. It's nothing. It's like, well, I might as well talk to yeah. the wall right here. I'm talking for no reason. <laughs> you know. What am I talking for? And for me, just for me to personally address mom of a son. I have a son and a daughter, but me and my son have had some challenges over the last couple of years. But even as I was pushing him away, I always pull him back in a little bit. Like, listen, you acting a plum fool. I'm going to need you to go out in the world and figure it out. But then I'll be like, hey, how's your week going? Did everything go okay? Did you take care of that? Da-da-da. You know, if anything goes sideways, please, you know, I'm always going to be your first line of defense. I don't care what's going on in the world. I don't care if I'm here physically or spiritually or just here spiritually i'm your first line of defense and even though you're not no longer in my home yeah i wouldn't have sent you out there pushed you out the nest if i didn't feel that i had given you enough tools for you to survive while you're out there so we had challenges but guess what i i I still created that space for him to express his emotions however he needed to express them to me based on our experience and then we continue to communicate in a healthy way I feel like sometimes parents they get the child does something they either allow them to keep doing it or they push them completely away like oh I've disowned I don't speak to my kid anymore mm-hmm. and to me you can never not speak to your kid first of all you're as a mother you you're a spirit who carried a spirit and birthed it onto the earth there is no disconnect mm. right so it's always going to affect each person to not have that connection. It's not possible to move through the world in a very healthy way and not have some type of connection or communication with that parent. It's important. It's always that missing link if you don't have it. So for me, as is, is, is pissed off as my son made me. <laughs> <laughs> when he calls me now, he don't want to get off the phone. He want to talk for an hour plus. I'd be like, son, this is I'm in the middle of a meeting or I'm headed this way. You know, I love him. But he know he could call me for anything. He know he he can feel it. Even when I'm not a, feeling some of the things he's doing, uh-huh. he can he knows I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, that's all he need. I'm not going anywhere. And however he felt about some of the parenting I did, we talked uh-huh. about those things too. You know, I was a single parent, so I was rough. I'm going to give you some nurturing because he was very sick. He was in and out of hospitals, a lot of surgeries. So I got to nurture you. I got to get you back to health. But I also didn't allow him to cripple himself with the things that he had going on as well. So I was more, I feel like I was more rough Mm. because there was no male figure to be rough. You're just rough, period. (laughs) I am soft as a rose petal. (laughs) 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 I'm not, I'm not rough. Listen, y'all. (laughs) <laughs> Grew up in the projects. <laughs> Evolution of a project child. Yeah, I see. 
But you know, you keep you keep things. <laughs> you keep you keep that version over here. This is why the meditation tuck, tuck, has e- helped me evolve. Tucked away from that space, you know. Tucked away. But um, I think it's just important. It's important that we tap into this space mm-hmm. for men. Uh, there is not enough of this conversation. It's not no, enough. And then, of this and, then and then you gotta you gotta take it even a step further to like separate the men and the mothers in the categories because I was raised by a teenage mom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That she was a teenager right. with two kids, you know? And some some actually had a mom who was... An adult mom. Adult mom. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a different concept when you when you have a teenage mom because she's, she's trying to figure it out damn near alongside you. Mm-hmm. Basically. You know, so... I've seen a lot, didn't see a lot, heard a lot, didn't hear a lot, mm-hmm. said a lot, and didn't say a lot. Right. <laughs> 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 you had a nice balance going yeah, on yeah. in that in that process. Yeah. But those deep. those different relationships, those different aspects, like how does how did that affect you all in choosing a partner? Mm, I can't answer that. <laughs> Please go ahead, good shot. Well, for me, to this day, that is, it's not a problem anymore. But I will tell you, I know exactly what you're talking about. When it was a problem in high school, and I didn't have my mom, that was a huge blow to how I connect to any female. Because mm-hmm. it's almost as if, like, if you don't got your mom, who's going to tell you how to be sensitive? Mm-hmm. Because all I have is my dad, and my dad, you gonna get so much masculine to where it's gonna be toxic masculine, right? It's one side of masculine, yeah. And I, eventually, it's gonna hit misogyny. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It hits mm-hmm. one side, and it's to the point where you can't even fathom how to receive a woman. Yeah, that makes sense. I it, mean, that's your first female connection, and your birth from her. Exactly. Yeah. And so it. It's almost like a culture shock. Like, I went to Tuskegee University. Mm-hmm. Has more females to, than to male, you know, ratio. So that was a culture shock. Right. You see what I'm saying? So that took a hint. That took a big hit on my grades. And it lazy, I'm saying, like, it's a trickle down mm-hmm. from not having that little component to not even just the romantic relationship, but my school relationships, my professional ones. Like, it's hard to receive. Yeah. Just people. You know, but going back to the romance now, since I've forgiven my mom and ever since the time, you know, the last four or five years where we got the chance to almost rebuild our whole family from scratch, like Mm -hmm. since our grandma died, it helped me actually learn how to be the softer side and now be balanced. Yeah. And it helped because I chose before she got cancer to start meditating, like right before that. So, Technically, on my own, I chose, and at the same time, I forgave my mom. So it just all worked out into now. I'm really realizing which partnerships, because it's crazy. Even letting go of my own mother helped me too, because I was finding women like my mom. Mm. But here's the crazy part my mom died of breast cancer. So that means all these women is working hard so much to where they're going down the same route. And I've had to tell every single one of them, you see my mom, don't do it. You see my mom, don't do it. Because, and they'd they be like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, they working so hard that they they making themselves sick. Right. 
And so I had to get away from that too Because who's going to make sick too mm-hmm. It's going to make me sick too mm-hmm. uh-huh. So now I have to get all the way Away from that by forgiving my mom Forever right. Not just for this moment in my life Or this moment it hurts It's got to be forever Absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, Coach Jarvis. Uh-huh. I had to run around the track field a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute now. <laughs> I had to figure it all out. <laughs> a little sprint. Then you, a little little sprint, four by four. Yeah. <laughs> Have me a little relay. <laughs> Might do a little marathon here and there, you know, just see what it feel like. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> he's going through the process, oh, is what he's explaining. Okay, everyone. it's okay. a journey. It's journey. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, so, so I tried to stay on the cuff of everything and try to keep it like surface. So now you answering that question. I got to go a little deeper into life. Just as much as you're comfortable with. Yeah. You know, we don't I mean, I mean, I mean no. Come on, man. Let me you talk to. <laughs> I don't do no ducking. <laughs> but um, so I had, mine was shaped differently because when I was uh, around five, my father took me with him and his old lady and his old lady didn't really approve of me. And she used to do some unauthorized things to me. And you feel what I'm saying? So I was abused by a woman. So I looked at a woman differently. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when I did get back, that's the reason I'm with my grandmother. Mm-hmm. So when I go back, 13, when I take off, run away from home at 13. I've been bad. Fuck off. You ain't gonna keep on putting your hands on me. I know, that's right. So, and you know, I'm going to the first thing that I connected to when I was little, and that was, and during that part, my dad wouldn't let my mom come see me, all this other just all kind of crazy. Yeah. Had a pretty chaotic upbringing. Yeah. Pretty dope. So anyway, so growing up with women, I always dated older women mm-hmm. because that was my mother characteristics. They cook. They iron clothes. They does laundry. Yeah. yeah Make all sure that. You're okay. Yeah. They manicure themselves. Nurture. You know? Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rub your head. Do things that you never even thought that felt good. Make you feel good. Be like whoa. So I'm being taught at a young age to be a certain way growing up. So now it's like embedded in me. Like I know how to cook, clean, and I do everything. You got to know how to do a little bit more than that if you're going to come and sit with me at the table. Because right. we got to be able to um, balance each other. Yes. And by balancing each other, we I've always been the eclectic one. So coming from where I'm from, I'm the one to think differently. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Mars. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Been so this way. I'm from Connecticut. I understand I, what he's saying, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, you know, um, like, and even just this weekend, I met a dude I ain't, I ain't seen in like 20 years, and he was like, "Oh yeah," he was like, "Oh yeah, buddy, Ben Fly." <laughs> He been on it. That's his personality. <laughs> but um, like, I think me behaving that way, like the whole character image of always being well put together, was to 
draw attention to myself that I didn't get as a kid. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Sure. And then just throughout the course of that and just learning myself, knowing that I, I don't need that or whatever the case may be, it's just something that just I just do now. Mm-hmm. Right. And you don't yeah. even, you really don't have to at all, but it, it just it be, enhances. It be, it's, it's more statements, you know what I mean? Because, like, I, I don't mind saying what I mean to mean what I say, right? So even what I got on there says problem child. That's what they call me. That's what the shirt says, y'all. <laughs> problem child. And it got Bart on it, so you on know Bart. it's real problem child <laughs> level. <laughs> you, you know, so it's, um, I really, if I really just sat down and just mapped out my entire upbringing when it comes to what I went through little growing up, mom dudes, mom a gangster. That's the reason I love my mom. My mom, OG, to the, yes, oh my God. You know, and and grandmama was like Godfather. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you notice I've said nothing about any man. I did notice that. You know, and they did this. Can you imagine? That's the reason I'm so passionate about having men be men. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm so passionate about. Like, this man talking about his mom, his mom is my mom, too. Right. You know what I mean? It's my brother. Mm-hmm. Like, just being there for each other. The other one, he back here, too. He just ain't saying that. He, <laughs> yes. he engineering the show. He present. Yeah, he present <laughs> as well. He engineering the show. You know? So, like, and that's important because I even got a um a group of men I'm developing and working with. We starting this group. um. And it's going to be a group that is really focused on teaching men how to be men again. That's important. Because I feel like we've been demasculinized, if that's the word. Did I say that word right? Demasculated? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back on my people. You got to always have somebody come back. We need each other. No, seriously. No, and seriously. I'm glad that you're creating that space um, because needed. it needs more masculine, balanced males to create that kind of space for other males, especially the young ones up and coming because that lack of or disconnected or unhealthy or sometimes even what we think is healthy is not so good for us. um, Now I am going to tell you this now. Now I'm going to need you in the future because I'm going to need a woman to support what we are we are doing as men because it ain't gonna be respected. You need that feminine balance, of course. Remember, I said that. Yes, <laughs> noted. You got that. <laughs> um, because because that's that's like for real. It's it's important. I be having conversations like this. I don't mean to go like left, but I just got to get this out. I have conversations with people all the time. You know what our real issue is? We have a issue with the word power. We don't we don't really know what the word mean, and we don't really know what to do with it. So the thing is, when you get two people who have a misunderstanding about the word power, right, their power struck. So it's a pull. So the woman trying to do certain things to make herself feel a certain way, so is the man. Then when you say the word submit, oh, my God, you just committed a cardinal sin. Ego. All of that is in play. You know, and the thing is, if you lose it and you really drop it. Let it go. And just let it go. You live so much better. Oh, my goodness really doesn't matter <laughs> anyway <laughs> none of that stuff even matters it doesn't when you finally matter. figure that out it's so freeing hey look when you when you go back and you start this is the thing when you realize that 
and then you go back and listen to certain music that you once listened to, listened to and you realize that they was really singing about it not mattering and you so far behind <laughs> for no. real yeah like and it's it's still like that to this day like our egos got us beat down nah. our egos got us i catch my killing each other off of you cutting us off um with your right blinker on cuz you about to miss Shaq's it Yes. I mean, and primarily, you know, a lot of times we talk yeah. about how um, people from our community are being killed by police and all that. But yes, and that's all very terrible. But the black on black crime is egregious. Yes, it's man, it's just so sad and so sickening um, to see us at this point. It just, it really, it just makes me emotional. I'm not gonna get <laughs> emotional today. Yeah, but. Uh, that's because I'm in both of y'all energy right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, we if we learn to drop our ego, and the only way I feel like that's learned for me was through meditation, mm-hmm. because I found out, oh, there's something bigger than this. Yes, this thing that we feel like is holding us up. It's like your title is your ego, your car, your house, what city you live in, what job. You know, that's all your ego. It, yes. So when someone says, "Who are you?" You are those things. Mm-hmm. Are you those things? You know, no, you're not. At all. Everything that goes past simplicity is the human ego. Yep. Yeah. Like that, That does that what defines you? <laughs> I mean, we, we got it. We have to move into a more spiritual space as a community, not religious. Yeah. Spiritual. spiritual. The thing is. The ones who who are really in tune are scared of. That's scared of seeing change. Yeah, they they those are so, the ones that, that are scared. I'm a I'm prime example. The people who I know that pray the most and read their their literature for whatever religion religion they aspire to the most that I've seen in my life are in prison. Hmm. Every last one of them. Read the Bible every day. Pray every night. Pray five, six times a day. Never seen anybody in the street do any of those things. Mm-hmm. And if they're not in prison, they're in prison in their mind. Yes, Cause absolutely. Because I, I do I do it every day. But he's right. I feel like I'm in a jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <There> you, go. <laughs> you know, so we really got to. It's, it's almost like we got to make it cool to, to be tapped in you don't think it's cool that's my you got to be kidding me when he's talk about power right the first thing i thought was about was my spiritual power individually mm-hmm. we all have this amazing abundant limitless power that we can't even tap into why we can't tap into it because we're in our ego there's no way you can get to the limitless manifesting power of your spirit with your ego in the front of it all when you move that mountain out your way the things you can you can manifest things so quickly public service announcement if you didn't know this is your way of finding out you can keep going (laughs) (laughs) i mean we have to step away from this 
Oh my god! I, I just I keep always reference the Matrix because it was an eye opening moment for me when that movie came out, and I watched mm-hmm. it over and over again. I kept getting gems, and I was like, "Wait a minute, he's trying and, to say and that." And watching this it over this. and over again yes. gives you yes, you get more. It was the subliminal messages, yes. and then through the times I studied, we talked about mm-hmm. this with Doctor York, and I, I used to go to mosque as a teenager, and my, my mother was. Baptist, my grandmother was Jehovah's Witness. Like I got exposed to, so my grandfather was a pastor. She got exposure. I got exposure <laughs> to all the religions, and I used to be like, "Man, there's more than this. This, this ain't getting it. Something yeah. is not. Mm-hmm. It's not jiving for me. Like it's, it feels limited." Mm-hmm. And I just, I kept seeking. And when you spiritually seek and you put stuff out there, even as a young girl, when I first really started this journey around 15, it comes back. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, you want to see other things? Okay, you can go here, you can go here, you can go here, go here. And I didn't get to meditation until I went through traumatic losses back to back, like literally back to back. And it, it's like when I felt uh, broken. I felt broken. That's mm. like in my that always brain. Seems where, where you find it at. Say that one more time. This always seemed to be the place where you find when it When you're at. broken. When you're broken. Because it... It's a crossroad. Yeah. You're now at that crossroad, and you can go one direction or the other. I'm just saying, fun, a funny thing for me, it didn't come when I was broken. Mm. That That's what actually keeps me continuing to try to find answers, because I've noticed there are some people out there who have had, you know, like that way, where it's traumatic things. And like me and my mom and my grandma mm. and Robert. All we've been in some predicaments where we've just been living, and it just happened. Mm. And that honestly is way bewildering for me when you're doing something that you swear is the right thing, and then it's not right. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of think I touched on that a little bit like the things you think are healthy and good, and Mm -hmm. you're like, wait a minute, (laughs) when you find out. Like, for real, I think the people that learn through trauma actually. I admire people like that more because when you're, it's one thing to be doing something, you're like, damn. It's like almost being used to failure, but when you finally fail, mm-hmm. it's not failure, success. Right. But for somebody that seemingly succeeds for so long, you know it's coming. Ooh, you, mm-hmm. You're going to fail. Yeah. And that's the real failure. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Murphy coming to high ledge. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. And that's how That's I a law. That's how I figured it out. Yeah, I figured it out sitting in class. I had everything I wanted. I had college. I made it out of mm-hmm. Philly. I, you feel what I'm saying? I'm talking to my mom again. I'm down south with my mm-hmm. family. and The curveball coming. At the at the height of my everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Knock <laughs> out the little house. The ebbs and flows of life, you know. The ebbs and flows. It doesn't always flow. And I tell people who haven't had, honestly, I wouldn't have signed up. Let me just, let me. Delete that. You sign up for the experience that you come to the earth and have in the spiritual world. You do sign up mm. for the world that you experience when you arrive here because we recycle. Mm. Spirits don't, that's why we're infinite. Yes. And it gives you an opportunity to gain new information because the goal when we're when we're brought to the earth is to get back to source mm. right and our purpose um and through these experiences we have and we go back i know y'all just work with me here when you go back when you go on the other side 
you have in Akashic Records is another way to mm -hmm. see your past life experiences in, in real life while you're awake now today mm -hmm. in this lifetime. And it talks about your past life experience and you, there are patterns in those life experiences that you keep repeating mm -hmm. um, until you learn that lesson. Okay. So some, when you get that information on the spiritual side and you come back, you're like, give me this, put me in this. That's going to make me, you know, it probably don't sound like this, y'all, but it's going to be my version. Give me that. I'm going to need one of those. And, oh, yeah, I need a father like that, you know. <laughs> so it'll push me into the space I need to be in in order to gain this information that I need to gain while I'm here temporarily in a physical space. So when I return, I'm not returning to do the same thing all over again. Past life regressions and Akashic Records. I mean, I know people. These are things that the average person doesn't speak on. No one in your church will ever, or your synagogue, or or your mosque. But if all religion dies tomorrow, you will have your spiritual life cycles to tell you about life and teach you about what you need. Mm -hmm. But we don't tap into that enough mm -hmm. because people want to call that dark. It's not dark. Oh. I will add to that. Please do. Um, tell it. From what you're adding on to, or what you're talking about, karmic blueprints and the reason for incarnating and people trying to figure out why they even came here in the first place. A lot of people, and this is from me doing, I do this type of uh, past life regressions and also past life work. I do this in chakras as well. So one thing I had to realize and why I followed the chakras to figure out why people are so afraid. People go through the seven basic ones, right? And you know, foundation, creative, creativity, and compassion. Who are you? Your feelings, self-expression. Are you lying to yourself? Illusions versus truth, faith versus spirituality. First seven. Notice we didn't talk about karmic blueprint though. That's going into the interpersonal. Mm -hmm. And that's why they're so afraid because these are parts of them that are explaining why are they even human? Right. And that is very scary to any human to actually have to face that damn. Why did I come here? <laughs> you yeah. feel me? Yeah. Why did I create this soul contract? Why did, why are the people in my life around me why am I the way that I am? Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's I like to uh, to people like us is very easy yeah. to ask those questions. <clears throat> right. It's easy to go. Oh, well, why am I here? Let's let's jump in. And I figured out through working with a lot of people. Most people are afraid. They're most people are afraid of their own reality. So chakra one, mm -hmm. they don't even get past that most of the time. Yeah, and they'll never reach the higher chakras in this current lifetime based on that. And yeah. crown chakra, they have to eliminate belief. To yeah. even cleanse the beliefs and expectations. Yeah. And that alone. Do you know what you're saying right now? <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a flashback from old school movies. Of that one. <laughs> how, how do you receive that, Coach Jarvis? <laughs> you know what you're saying right now? <laughs> <laughs> These people are so indoctrinated. You 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 are committing a cardinal sin right now. Even <laughs> even addressing them in that manner, that is that is so needed. But it's it's not. It's so difficult to even have a conversation with people who locked in. 
because they locked in. Exactly. Into the matrix. Yeah, they locked in. Because they don't believe. It's it's the, you know, the people like, I'm self-made this, I'm self-made that. You know, most successful people have a team around them, FYI. F- yeah. Uh, <laughs> so nobody's successful in a single um, one. That's just from the physical plane. And you're an infinite being. How did you self-make that? Right. The greatest illusion is the illusion of separation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Deep illusion. Deep illusion. We're all connected. Literally. It's literally y'all. Mm-hmm. Now, I ain't talking about your cousins, distant cousins. I'm talking about connected as a, if if a hundred of us came in here and we all decided we're going to meditate on this one thing, we can expand, shift, weather, change, health. We... It is that powerful. It's literally that powerful. But everyone's energy has to be clear, healed. Mm-hmm. And the power behind that collective is like nothing that you can ever comprehend. God said two or more. Gathered in my name. Came out of what, a hundred? Literally a hundred where there's no... Ego mind saying anything. Everyone's just tapping into everybody going into everything, knowing into your spirit, tapping into your core. Mm -hmm. Each person, the things that we could do as a culture, you know, I believe a lot of other cultures are already doing it. We're the ones like the lost sheep. You want to know what's funny? They're not even, it looks like they are. It looks like that. It does because they they paint a good picture. Like when I I've had clients from all walks. It, it looks like they are. Mm-hmm. They're not though. It just some people their foundations for their cultures yes. seem better. But even them still still is everybody's really on the same type time. Mm-hmm. And I find it funny how everybody makes it look like they're not they're something okay. different. Yeah, I think it's a human thing, right? At the end mm-hmm. of the day. Like it's an ego. Yeah. The ego. The ego will make it seem like humans are the greatest thing since sliced bread. And we all have almost the same thing to work on because if we didn't, we wouldn't incarnate it. <laughs> Hello, people. You're not better than the next person. And stop competing. What you competing for? Yeah, don't compete. The athletic. Healthy competition's good, but the other version, not so much. <laughs> if we could just, if we could just be okay with seeing all of our oh. community succeed, yes, and not have jealousy because this one made a million before I did. Well, if if that's your team member, and if everyone, if that's the smartest person in your circle has made a million dollars, and that's your circle, you are guaranteed. It, I mean, you know, you know what it is. You know, you know what I learned. We do not know how to be successful. We don't know what that really looked like. We're mimicking something. Oh, and it ain't Gucci, Balenciaga, oh, oh, no. Louis Vuitton. It's and, not that. That's not success, y'all. And when people, even when people talk about homes and all of this kind of carrying on, you know, you know, you have your counterparts. They talk in the states. Mm-hmm. They have whole areas that. I watch Yellowstone where these people have ranches and stuff. So, 60 acres. Yes. So, one property. One property owned by one person. 
who walks the, the around family. in shorts and a tank top and drives a Buick. <laughs> and have on, you know, cowboy boots and shorts. And, Every and, day. And don't and have, have a no. See, the thing is, we have mis- misinterpreted the way to continue to actually generate wealth and the way to be... Pre- Social media was created as a real interesting distraction. Oh, my. Because it has so much engagement on everything but the right thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep, and even if you try to switch it, the algorithm, you say something and like, oh, you said that? Let's pull it's, that it's, in. It's, it's still, it's still coming because it's, it's, a, it's an algorithm, and you can use an English word in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. That's the ugly thing about the English language. That's why it's so hard for people to learn. Absolutely, absolutely. But, but you know, like, you can't even, everybody's a business owner. Everybody's a this. And uh, I applaud entrepreneurship. I applaud that. I feel like everyone should have those successes that uh, they yes. get excited about. Absolutely. But why is it a competition? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm it doesn't matter. Like, There's like eight billion people on this earth. Like, I, why are we competing as if there's not enough for everyone? Like, yeah, human ego won't tell you that we're pushing for something else. If everybody get a, gets becomes an entrepreneur, what's the new entrepreneur? Right. You feel me? Exactly. And we have this distorted view on what wealth looks like. Mm-hmm. It's completely distorted. Um, because if you think buying a $700 wig, a $100,000 chain and having a Maserati, a Rolls-Royce and, and a G-Wagon in your garage creates makes you successful. It does not. First of all, it makes me know that you used your credit in order to obtain some items because you didn't go say, "Oh, I want this um Bentley and I have uh, $750,000 cash to pay for it. Now oh. I own it. That's not the situation. I love That's not style, success. coach. <laughs> <laughs> That's not success, you know. Success is beyond material things. Um, and everyone's like, oh, it's cliche. It's beyond material things. I, it really I, is, though. It, it, <laughs> it, you know, you know um, signs of success for me are things that I even didn't even think was a big deal for me. That people came back and spoke to me about that's a success for yes. me. Yes, yes. Unsolicited. Doing, yes, just genuinely doing something. Just don't even think about it, and then that person come back. Hey man, you remember when? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. But now that you brought it back to my attention, I do remember when that happened. Mm-hmm. That's success for me. Not mm-hmm. trying to. Sh- I get dressed every day for me, and for other people to say he got on a hard outfit. And that's because you felt it was hard. Yeah. From the door. From the door. I that's don't even. I don't even. I don't even. I don't even conversate with strangers. I'm scared. What you scared of? <laughs> what you? What you scared of over there? <laughs> we, no, we're not perpetrating no. fear, everyone. No, we're no, just no, no. not at all. Not at all. I'm scared. Stay in faith, yeah. not fear. Got, got to. Got to. But yeah, that's um. That's a decent conversation we're having. I, I thank y'all for participating in this. Oh, yeah. There's more. There's more. But we won't get to more today. But I'm, yeah. I'm grateful that we were able to create an open forum to discuss that. 
But you know, but you know, you did when you when you're around. Um, and we'll get ready to let them out of here in the, momentarily. When you're around um, men who are not governed by what you think about me, it's easy to have this conversation. Cause you know, I feel like the Most High put a little bit more of him or her or whatever kind of energy it is in me. So um, if the world was a little bit more like me, people would say what they mean, mean what they say. They wouldn't pretend, and they would have fun doing it. Mm-hmm. Some of us been doing that our whole lives. Whole lives. <laughs> I live in a world where I see everybody, but nobody sees me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that t-shirt? Yep. <laughs> t-shirt. <laughs> The, it, I need it, that. It, it hit you, did it? Oh, I need that. <laughs> <laughs> I need that one. <laughs> you know, because you don't feel seen as a real and authentic person. Because mm-hmm. the world only sees mm-hmm. the fake and reality. That's vivid to them. And real people are, um, what is that? We're abrasive yeah. because we're real. Yeah. We're not like, oh my God, you're the best. Where anything you want? Where do you want me to go? I'll be there anytime you need. You're amazing. Oh my God, that's a, that's beautiful. No, it's not no, beautiful at all. Take that. You got too much. You got. And that's not like, working for you. It look like cake batter. It's okay. To, it's, Take it off. It's not condemning you. I'm just want you to. I'm being real. I want. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not gonna let walk out the house with your stockings hanging out. You know, I, I want to help you adjust whatever needs to be adjusted, not to take away from right what you're trying to gain. But, but see, but see, in this society, you're a hater. You just didn't want to see her walk out the house with a stock. I be fixing strangers' shirts, females. <laughs> I help my queens get it together, and in, in return, it comes back in different yeah, ways. It's like that's success. Mm-hmm. See, my point exactly. Not gonna lie to success, though, also. And people don't realize this is failure. If you don't, allow, oh yeah, absolutely. If you don't allow yourself to see how things will end on both sides, how will you ever see the side that's that's going to push? That you makes forward? sense. Yeah, you absolutely. No, I agree. I've learned also with people calling me the intense personality in the room. Oh, you're the Debbie Downer. <laughs> all that and all that stuff. Oh, boy. All that good stuff. That needed- Eventually, I found that balance. Like mm-hmm. you know, it's okay, cool. I'm going to tell you what you need, but I'm not going to expect you to fail nor succeed. It's no expectation to tie to it. No. And that's how you really know. Yeah. Crown chakra. You yeah. start to really know once mm-hmm. you. Okay, no expectations. At all. Literally. <laughs> and nothing comes, like, and in, in saying that, it doesn't just manifest no into your brain either. Yes. It's mm. not just popping up in the back of your head either. I, I like that. When you have no, it just nothing Manifesting your mind thought mm-hmm. when you have no expectation, and you know, to become of, being present mm-hmm. to intentionally do exactly. that is the, it's just the start of it, you know, just just intentionally try to do that from mm-hmm. time to time. Yeah, absolutely, you learn that in Tai Chi mm-hmm. investing in loss. When mm-hmm. you invest in loss, you don't really lose because in Tai Chi, if you allowing somebody to seemingly come into your circle, that same energy comes right back. What goes around comes around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you don't lose, you learn. Yeah. We learn yes. through, through experience, life experiences. That's solid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. y'all for having this conversation with me today. Absolutely. Thank you for having the and conversation with us. And I guess Coach Jackson, it was so nice to have you here yes. with us today. It absolutely was. We'll have and to have him back soon. Yes. And we're going to um thank everybody for tuning in, you know. 
if you vibe with it, continue to tune in for, you know. Next week. Further vibrating <laughs> expressions. <laughs> yes, indeed. High frequency conversations. Yeah, high frequency conversations. I'm talking about we be vibrating. I'm trying to tell you what I'm trying to tell you. Trying to listen. Back of my heart is tingling, y'all. Listen, that's a whole nother. We gonna we gonna do a meditation online one day, y'all. We gonna get one there. one day online. Yeah. But thank everybody, and until next time. <laughs>